Welcome to the So What Do You Do podcast. When someone tells you what they do for work, do you ever secretly think, okay, but what do you actually do? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. We interview everyday professionals from all positions in all industries. So sit back, relax, and learn where you too can thrive in a nine to five. Hey, fourth fam. Today we are speaking with Marie, and Marie is a software consultant. She talks about how she really started this job pretty uncertain of what it is that she could do or the skills that she had. She didn't know very much, but how she learned along the way, how her experience as a camp counselor helped pave the way for success in this job, and how she's continuing to learn and grow every day. She talks about the type of software she sells and what she does for her customers and clients. Marie is a dear friend of mine, and I just know you are going to love this conversation so very much. So without any further ado, let's hear from Marie. All right, everyone, thank you so much for being here. Today we have Marie on this episode. So Marie, please introduce yourself and tell us what do you do? Awesome, thanks Ellie for having me. Hey everybody, my name is Marie Aside. I am a software consultant. That's the easiest, quickest way to describe it. I work for a company that implements software and we help clients basically design, set up, implement their software. Um, it's an HR and financials platform. So what that means is, you know, you ch- check your pay stub at a company. Um, you might enroll in your benefits. You might clock in and out if you're an hourly employee, um, you know, for your, for your time tracking system. So a lot of clients, a lot of companies today have, um, have multiple systems that they're on. And so we actually help them set up a, a single system that combines all of those. So that's the core of what I do. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. And I, I'm really excited. I say this every episode, but I am really excited for this conversation because I, I feel like the term software and the term consultant gets thrown around a lot. And people are always like, cool, cool. You're in software. You're in consulting. What does that mean? And so today I'm really excited to kind of uncover your day to day. But before we get there and and hopefully better understand what it is that you do, um, I kind of want to hear a little bit about how you got there. So um, Marie, can you share with us where you went to school, what you studied, and maybe any other experiences, whether that be internships or part-time jobs that really led you to your current role today? Sure. So I am a Georgia Tech grad. Um, I actually was a business major there. My, my concentration was managing, leading and managing human capital. Um, and so I actually chose Georgia Tech kind of on a whim um, between that and another school and, and loved it. Um, really learned a lot there and loved my experience. And so um, I got into this actually through a friend of, of my sister who actually told me to apply. I never saw myself going into consulting um, the lifestyle and the hours, I just thought, you know what, I don't know if that's something that I really want to do. Um, But as I got to know a little bit more, A, about the company, B, about the work that I would do and um, the culture of my company, I, I really, I really wanted to do it. So um, I actually interned at a company where I helped them um, in talent acquisition. So recruiting, I actually helped them 
kind of find data in one system versus the other and try to merge it. So they were Mm -hmm. trying to find like, you know, okay, who at the company has been here for 10 years and is a really high performer and does this specific type of engineering, right? Mm -hmm. And so we couldn't really find that data. So I I interned at this company and, and tried to, you know, send out opportunities, but first had to try to merge, you know, pull this data from here and then put it in this other system. And what I found through that research project actually was that it wasn't possible. Those two systems didn't actually talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the experience I had at first with a little bit of the technology. um, And then I worked at a summer camp growing up. So I had a lot of those people skills. When I say people skills, meaning I was meeting parents all the time. I was helping kids. um, I was driving boats, right? Just, Just random stuff. But I learned how to solve problems in different ways and just I could talk to a lot of different types of people. Um, and I learned how to make all of that kind of come together. Um, so that's a little bit about my background, that's um, so about how I got into this. I love that. And I also, you know, you said, you kind of mentioned this just for a second, but I want to sit on it for, for a little bit. Cause I think sometimes we think in order to get, you know, and I'm using quotations for any on my fingers for anyone that can't see me, but you are, you know, this big consultant working in software and yes, you went to Georgia tech and yes, you studied hard and you had internships and you got experience, but also you worked at a summer camp. Like you have kind of this experience that probably a lot of my listeners had. And I talk to folks all the time. They're like, Oh, well, I don't really, I haven't really done anything. I've only been a nanny or I've only worked at a summer camp. And so can you talk a little bit about how you really were able to explain that value and like explain those skills that you were able to learn when you were in the job search? Yes. So, and it's funny, Ellie, you know, my, my dream is to be a professional nanny, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Um, I think it's, it's, I love, love working with kids and all that. So anyways, um, I think some of the more soft skills, you know, you hear these buzzwords thrown around a lot, but Mm -hmm. for example, the ability to, Hey, what's your name? My name is Marie. Um, great. Like, how is your day? Just very basic, uh, level of, you know, communication. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it was, you know, a camper had a, uh, just, a big issue, right? And so it was learning how to communicate with them, how to help them solve their problem, how to work with leadership. So the the counselor above me, you know, in the cabin and or at the summer camp and say, hey, here's the issue I'm dealing with. Can you help me figure out how to solve it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a skill that I learned through that. I also babysat a lot. And so dealing with, you know, some challenges some of the kids were having, talking with the parents, right? Talking with adults who were significantly, you know, more experienced and older than me mm-hmm. and learning how to kind of escalate a problem, right? When we say escalate problem. It's, I've got a problem. I don't know what to do. Can somebody else help me? This is what I think is the good solution, but I'm not quite sure. Right. Right. And, and as a, and both as a nanny or, you know, a babysitter or however you want to put it and a camp counselor, you really have some like precious cargo in your hands. I remember talking about nannying in my own job search and interview experiences, talking about, you know, the trust that was put in me, you know, when their parents would leave and and know that I was going to take good care of their kids, you know, that it takes a special type of person to be given that sort of trust. Right. And so I think to your point, it's, it's narrowing in on like, okay, what skills have I learned? Whether that be speaking with adults, um, solving problems, 
coming up with solutions, elevating the solution to the top to figure out, is this the right solution? You know, all that good stuff. I think that that's so important. And so I, I just want to say, like, before we even get into what is software consulting, I think it's really important that you understand that most people had, you know, everyday type of jobs and experiences before they got into their quote unquote career. And so don't discount any experience that you have now. Um, just think about what you're learning and how you can apply that in whatever it is that you want to do next. Yeah. And I would totally, totally agree and relate to that. You know, I, I, I don't think I'm a IT person by trade, right? I didn't wake up one day and say, great, I'm going to implement this software, you know, right, it was all these experiences right. and these people I met and these relationships I built, right. That helped me, help me learn how to be trusted, how to trust others, how to, how to work through problems. Perfect. I love that. And so that's a perfect pivot point into what do you actually do? And so I'm going to kind of let you run that, run with this, take us wherever you want to take us. And typically the types of questions that I get from listeners, students, clients is what does this job description actually mean? What does an average day look like? How much of my day will I be in front of a computer? How much will I be working with clients? Are there even clients that I would be working with? That sort of thing. So I'm just going to let you run with it and try to explain what it is that you actually do. Sure. So I will kind of touch a little bit more on what I mentioned at the beginning. So clients, companies, today. Uh, you know, they make a widget, right? They make some product. You, you guys know a product. They have all these employees, right? And so you, anybody listening who has a job, has ever had an internship, right? Whatever it is, um, you have to get paid, right? And so companies take your data, your first name, your last name, your, your national ID, your birth date, right? All of this information. Um, if you have health insurance, right? That information has to get over to to the insurance company, right? Mm -hmm. Aetna, Blue Cross Blue Shield, whatever it is, right? Um, you have to get paid, as I mentioned. Um, you actually go online to apply to a job, right? So anybody that applies to a job, you go, you, you create your account, you fill out your information, um, you know, your disability status, your veteran status, if you're applying in the United States. And so all of that data in the back end, that goes somewhere into a system, right? Mm -hmm. And so companies have a system or multiple systems that track that, right? Anywhere from a small company might have it in Excel, um, a large company might have it in a massive system, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, what that's the core of kind of the, the exact software that I set up. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what I do with the software. But, you know, it touches all countries, um, you know, every country within the company might have a different system. So in this country, they might use Excel. In this country, they might have 5,000 employees. So they're using more of a database, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so what I do with that is clients today have, a lot of clients have multiple systems that's kind of what we call hosted. And hosted means it sits on your computer. So if you guys know you used to download Microsoft Office on a CD-ROM, put it in your computer, you download it, and then say four years, three, four years later, the new update comes out. Well, you have to go buy that brand new CD. You've got to put it in your computer and re-download it, right? And if you have a bug, like say your Outlook crashed or your Excel crashed, you have to go get it fixed, right? You got to take it to the store, or the computer geek, or whatever it is. Um, now, with the software that I specifically implement, it's cloud-based. So you guys, anybody that has an iPhone knows iOS, right? So every week, every two weeks, whatever it is, 
Apple will push out their software update, right? They'll fix the bug on your phone. Um, they push out a new experience, a new emoji, right? Any of this stuff. Um, and so for, for companies, what we call, that's called cloud-based. Um, Google, right? That's Gmail. Um, any of that you can access from a phone, from a computer, from a, from a, a tablet, right? So what companies are doing is a lot of companies today have a hosted platform, right? So it's like that's ROM I mentioned. And so it's on their, their own computers, their own data, their own, their own computers. Just, just think of it simply that way. And so the software I implement, they're actually going off of that into a, a software that um, is actually like, like a Google, like a, like, like Apple, right? Where they have all the data kind of on the cloud. It doesn't actually sit on your device. So that's the, the kind of the summary of the, of the software. What I actually do with it is I help companies set it up. So my day to day is I get online. I typically look at all my emails first. I kind of do a quick glance and I think, okay, which one is the highest priority? Meaning from a client, where do I have a deadline this week that I have to meet? Um, do I have a meeting today I have to prepare for, right? I got to practice. So that's typically what I do. I'm checking emails. Um, I'm on a lot of calls when I'm on really, when I'm really busy with a client, I'm actually setting it up for them. We have design sessions for a few weeks or a few months, meaning we show them the system. We do a demo, um, of what it looks like. We ask them how they want it set up and then, um, they test it, right? So we go through a testing and then another testing cycle, and then they finally go live with the software. Mm -hmm. So in those design sessions, it's anywhere from helping them figure out, okay, you have a hire process, right? You hire people in this country and you have an approval. Maybe your, your managers are kind of entering the data into the system, but then your HR people have to actually approve it. You've got to enter $10 an hour. So you got to put their compensation in there. You know, you've got to put what's your date of birth, what's your, what your national ID, what's your first and last name. So it's that kind of data that they're entering into the system. And so there's these workflows that, that we kind of set up for them. And then if somebody goes on a leave of absence, you know, say that somebody has a, a child, right? They take a, a paternal leave at the company. We help them set that up too and, and help them understand, you know, what's the process look like? Who needs to be notified, um, you know, when somebody goes out on leave and then when they terminate the company, right? So when they leave the company, you know, you've got to stop paying them on a certain date. You, uh, you need to maybe tell the manager, you've got to tell the HR person. Um, and so you, you, you have to set up this workflow is kind of what we call it. So that's oh, wow. what I do. So yeah. that's okay. So you, and you had mentioned, you know, thank you for that background. So essentially your software helps companies manage, uh, for, for, for simple, extreme simplicity, manage HR functions. So like you said, like if someone, if you're getting, if you work at a company and you're getting paid and you're in the HR system, they could, your company could use Marie's software in, in theory, right? So Marie, you're saying you're part of the process of onboarding these clients to help them utilize the software well, right? And make sure that it works for them. It works specifically and customized to what it is that they need. And then part of what you're saying is like, okay, so it, we get it set up on the forefront, but then it also sounds like you may or may not stay with that client as kind of their needs may evolve or as things change or fluctuate. Is that the case? Or do you come in, set it up and leave? Or do you kind of stay with that client as they continue to use your software? Great question. 
Dan, great question. So we actually partner with another company. We set up their software. Mm -hmm. So with the software, we do come in typically just until they go live with the software, right? To mm -hmm. all of their employees. Mm -hmm. However, we do have another group at our company. We're actually kind of merging, um, meaning we're, we're helping them out with some of the work right now where after a client goes live with the software, we actually can help them for a year, six months, three years, manage the software. Mm. So, so typically what I've done for the last four and a half years is I've typically come in right at the beginning up until they go live, which is anywhere from, let's say six months to a year, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm helping out with some clients actually where they, they are after their live, but they've got an issue. It's like, Oh, this is a really slow hiring process. It's getting stuck so much. We're not getting people in fast enough on day one. So what can we do technically to speed that up? right? Can we trigger some steps in the system at the same time so that say all the employees are getting their, you know, their contact information they've got to put in and their I-9 form, um, which is like a form in the U.S. If, uh, if, you, if you work in the U.S., you have to prove that you're eligible to work in the U.S. Um, you know, can we trigger all those at the same time? So mm -hmm. I'm kind of doing a little bit of both at this point. Okay, gotcha. So that, but that may, to your point, that may be dependent on how many years you've been, a, you know, a software consultant, I think for you, and, and I would love to hear a little bit about like how it has changed for you. Cause from my understanding, you've been with this same company, um, since you graduated from Georgia tech, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's correct. Great. And so has your, I mean, I'm sure things have changed and your responsibilities have changed over time. Um, when you started there, were you, how, I guess, how does it look different now than when you started? Yeah. So when I started, I'll tell you guys, I didn't know much. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, and so I knew how to solve the problem as I was saying, and I, you know, I, I knew a little bit about technology, but I didn't know much about this specific software. So at the time it's a lot of learning, right? So my day-to-day -day there was shadowing on projects, right? What we call shadowing. It's you've got a consultant, you've got a lead on the project. So two people that have a lot of experience, that's the summary. And you're kind of watching them. You're sitting on meetings. So you're just joining, you're kind of on mute and you're taking notes and mm -hmm. you're trying to learn, like you're listening to how they're communicating and you also don't know, you don't know a thing about the software. So I don't know a thing, excuse mm -hmm. me. So I was like, okay, well, let me go figure this out. So we have what we call a test environment. So I would like take notes on a call and then I would go afterwards mm -hmm. and I would like try to do it myself. And I would be like, I have no idea what this is. I go do some research on it. They've got like a Google page, you know, for this specific <laughs> software. So right. I would go Google things on whatever this page is, you know. And so that's what I was doing for a few years, probably. I mean, you know, yeah. a few projects, I should say. And then, um, you know, then they would challenge me. Okay, Marie, now you need to present something on a call. And I was mm -hmm. so nervous. I remember I had to practice in a room, close a closed door in the office, practice my PowerPoint presentation because I was so nervous and I didn't know how to do it. So, um, <laughs> so that was a lot of it is like gaining confidence. You're practicing things. You're working with another person at the company to say, Hey, I'm going to practice this with you before I talk to the client about the topic. Um, so that was, that was kind of the first, uh, you know, entry level moving up into where I am today. Gotcha. Um, That's cool yeah. though. But I, I love that context. And for anyone that knows my background, I spent some time in consulting when I graduated from college. It was a completely different type of consulting, but I can completely resonate with this feeling of everything is a learning curve, right? Like everything, how you do the job, but also what 
the product you're even selling and what the product you're even implementing. Um, so I love that you, you know, I think, I think we can all kind of get this sense of growth and understanding of, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, you do the work and you practice and you get better and you take more chances and people give you more opportunities. And ultimately you get to a place in your job where you do know what you're talking about, but you're, you're just constantly trying to get better and better at your job and what it is that you do. So I think that that is a fantastic summary and even just like a play by play of what it is you do. And it's to me, the biggest thing that I get from, from that explanation is how much you're there to serve your customer. Like to me, that is your number one job. That is your number one goal is to be there for your clients to make sure that they are satisfied with the software that you have implemented. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's all about like, how do I best help my client, right? Put myself in their shoes. And like what I, what I think not many people talked about before I started and I didn't realize till I got into it a bit is that, you know, these are human beings you're working Mm -hmm. with, right? And these are Mm -hmm. people throw around client or consultant, but you're talking about people who have their day jobs, who are extremely stressed out, right? Because hey, I had to hire 100 people today or this week and my system is so slow that I couldn't do it, right? So mm-hmm. now I don't want people getting paid or, you know, we have we have employees in 70 countries and I don't even know how many people we have working for our company right now because I don't even have a system where I can find the information, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was that's like the best part of my job, I would say, or, or what, I, what I see as... as you know, having to be very client focused and think about what are they going through? What is the problem they're trying to solve? Even if the software I implement may not fit their exact need, it's like, how can I work around it? Think outside the box to try to help them. Right, right, exactly. And be a problem solver, exactly what you were explaining at the beginning, because it's, you know, you're, you're being very, I think you're being very humble in a good way of, you know, explaining what it is that you do, but being a consultant is very much being like the key problem solver, because a lot of times these clients are working with the software or working with whatever it is that you're helping them with. Things are going wrong and they're going directly to you. Like I need help. This is breaking. What's going on? Why isn't this working? And at it, you have to have a certain amount of finesse or a certain amount of confidence in what it is that you do. Um, And at the beginning, it's really scary. Like I remember being so overwhelmed thinking like, I don't know how to solve. I don't even know what I'm doing, let alone how to solve your problems. So I think if you are someone listening who does like being in fast paced environment, very much client facing environment, but also just like pro- being a good problem solver. I think that this type of space, this type of industry and role could be a really, really great fit for, for someone like that. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And, and also like, don't be intimidated by that. Like if you're not sure. a great problem solver today, you can learn how to solve mm. problems, you know, and, yeah. and you've got to practice, you know, like I, I was not that good at what I do you know, I was definitely, I had to work at it and Mm -hmm. it's been almost five years. And so like, keep your head up because I always got discouraged. I really did. Um, when there's a big problem and I couldn't solve it. And then I started to learn, you know what, that's part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like the fast pace. I mean, sometimes it's hard. I can't keep up, you know, I, I, I get stressed out. You know, I, I have, 
I have my own personal struggles there with mental health and everything. And it's learning how to balance and, and mm. really ask those types of questions to your client. But you know, I did, I didn't start that way. Um, I think if you have that desire though, a desire to serve clients, to help them to, to learn and, and be proactive. Right. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times I used to rely on other people in my company a little bit too much or, or people have, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I would kind of freak out. And then mm-hmm. I started learning like, no, 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 you have the, you have the tools right in front of you. You've got the, the website, you've got, you know, you've got all kinds of things. Um, you've got a test environment, try to figure it out yourself first, yeah. you know? So anybody who has that mindset of, you know what, I can, I think I can try to figure something out and then I can present to somebody who has experience of, Hey, this is what I've tried. I'm not sure how to do it. I think mm-hmm. if you have that mindset, it'd be, it'd be really great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. You just said that because that can be scary. And I love that you just say, like, I wasn't good at it at first. Like how empowering is that to anyone listening? Who's thinking like, Oh gosh, like this sounds interesting to me, but I don't know if I can handle it. Like you absolutely can. If it's something that you want to do and you're willing to work at, I think that that's great. Um, so thank you for saying that, that, that was really helpful. And I, I hope that was encouraging to my listeners. Um, that is actually a perfect pivot point into my final question around what it is that you actually do. Can you maybe talk about what your favorite thing about your job is and in contrast, maybe what your least favorite or most challenging thing is? Sure. So I've got a few of each actually, but um, I would say uh, a few of the favorites. One is the people and every. A lot of people that like their company and or like what they do are going to tell you they like the people they work with, right? But Mm -hmm. it's true. I feel very empowered to do what I do because the people trust me and because I trust them. Um, And when I say the people, I mean um, people within my own group at my company and then also the clients, right? It's it's a huge motivation factor for me and the culture. Um, So part of the culture and the people go together chatting. We chat a lot internally. Um, kind of like all you guys in your personal life, we all text people all the time. We're calling people, (laughs) we're emailing people all the time. Same thing at work, right? You're not just checking your email and responding to a client. Like you're pinging people on your chats and we just have like a fun environment with that. And I love staying engaged with my coworkers and just, Mm -hmm. you know, being real as, as you know, from a personal perspective as well, professional. So that's why I like what I do. Um, it's really the people, the culture, the, the kind of the, the team environment and uh, the challenges that I have with always growing. I'm always growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say my least favorite, or I would say the most challenging part uh, is kind of twofold. One, it's managing my time. And that's actually something that really anybody could struggle with in any job. But you know, the busier I get or the more stressful my client work is, or um, sometimes I have to do weekend work and that's not always fun. Um, but it's, it's really focused on very critical periods for my clients. Um, and if I'm working the weekend, they're definitely working the weekend, Mm. you know? So, so that's also like a good perspective to remember. So I would say that's a challenging part is just, you know, managing the personal and professional life and how to balance my time and kind of make sure my priorities in my personal life and professional life are, are still, you know, on track. Right. Oh, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it though, too. I think, because I think with anything, like you can work as much or as little as like you want or you can, right? Like with every job, there are times where you're going to have to work more or work less, or things are going to be crazy or busy than others. But I think it's all about perspective. And I've actually never thought about it from that point of view of like, if I'm working and I have clients and like, 
the clients are working or, or these other people are working. And I think that does kind of give you a little bit of like, okay, I'm not alone in this. And, and we're all kind of like working toward the same goal. So I think, I think that that's a great perspective for sure. Um, and then our f- almost final section of the podcast is how do I get there? So Marie, if you were a young person listening to this episode in college or even in high school, and they are listening, thinking, I want her job in five, 10 or 15 years, what would be the best next step for them today or even upon graduation? Yeah. So I would say, uh, kind of like I said, I started out as a, as babysitting and as a mm-hmm. summer camp counselor. So thank you for more of like that high school age or maybe early college um, is, you know, find a job or a passion that challenges you um, and really work at it, right? Like push yourself a little bit in it, you know, um, and, and go outside your comfort zone a little bit. You know, I wasn't that confident. I, I know I seem confident and people in my life now would probably say I am, but I wasn't, I really wasn't. I struggled a lot to have hard conversations with, with the people I babysat for, with the parents or with the, with my boss, you know, and, and still Mm -hmm. do struggle some of that too. But that's what I would say for kind of the high school, early college is really just try, you know, find something you like. Everybody's going to give their opinion about what job you should get or whatever, but like really find something that you can invest in and that you can make a difference in Mm -hmm. and, and put your all into that specific thing and, and try to really work at it. Um, great. And then I would say maybe for kind of like later college and or somebody more looking for a full-time job um, is, again, that problem solving, right? Like find something to tackle and bring an idea to your boss. Like if you're interning and or maybe you're, you're looking for a job, it's like in your interview, like bring some challenge that they tell you or ask them a challenge that they're struggling with at the company and figure out how to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you may not be able to solve it. You, you just might, but the effort and the path you get, you, you go through in the journey you do and all the work ethic, if you can present that to somebody and say, look, this is the problem I heard you had. These are the, the two, three, 10 things I've tried to do to solve it. What do you think? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and have a result at the end. Like it's going to help you guys, you know, improve something. And again, it can be very, something very, very simple. I think that's going to speak volumes for your work ethic, how much you can solve a problem, how much you really want the next step. Oh, that's so good. Yes. And I think that's the best way you, you learn how to be a problem solver. As we talked about earlier, you just have to try and fail and then try again. So (laughs) I love that. Thank you, Marie. Um, and just for anyone's reference, I will be linking Marie's LinkedIn. So if you want to thank her for being on the podcast, um, feel free to see that in the show notes and tell her thanks for being a part of the fourth family. And if you have any follow-up questions for her, I'm sure she would be happy to answer those for you. Um, Okay, leading into our final section of the podcast, which is rapid fire. Marie, I'm going to ask you a handful of questions, and we would just ask that you try to answer them within five seconds or less. Are you ready? I guess so. Okay. All right. First up, what did you want to be when you grew up? Professional nanny. <laughs> right. You said that's awesome. Okay. Actually, summer camp, summer camp counselor. Summer, summer camp, camp counselor. counselor. Okay. Full time. I love it. Um, what is your favorite book of all time? Oh gosh. I don't know. I'm too many. <laughs> I'm too many. Okay. Are you a fiction book? Do you like fiction, nonfiction? What's like your favorite? Uh, I like, I like nonfiction. I like reading biographies about people. Oh, um, cool. so yeah, that's, okay. that's my thing. Okay, sweet. Uh, favorite speaker? 
Oh gosh. Uh, Leah Darrow. She is a, a, uh, a Christian speaker and the girl is powerful and she can speak truth and it, she encourages me. So she's my oh, favorite one. <laughs> um, okay. Office accessory that you cannot live without. Wireless mouse. Oh, genius. That's perfect. Okay. Morning beverage of choice. You know, I only drink water. I and, thought maybe you only yeah. drank water. Do you nope. not drink tea or anything like that? Nope. No coffee, no tea. I'm a water drinker. I got actually, I, I, I have a half gallon water bottle and I drink almost two of them every day. Oh my gosh. Do you, do you drink sparkling water? Nope. Tap water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are definitely the most interesting person to answer that question, I think. Um, okay. And then lastly, what is the number one piece of career advice that you would give someone? Oh gosh, five seconds. Just try it. Just try it. Yep. Like, just try. I love it. Just try. You should write a book called Just Try. <laughs> I love it. Don't overthink it. I'm an overthinker. Just try it. Just try Oh, it. I love that. Don't overthink it. Just try. That's perfect. Well, Marie, this has been such a treat. I'm so grateful for your friendship, but also just for your time to share in your expertise and really your story. I, 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 feel as though it is going to resonate with so many of my listeners who maybe felt unsure of themselves or feel unsure of themselves, but really want to make strides in their career. So I'm just really, really grateful for you sharing your story with us and helping us understand what a software consultant actually does. And so with that, thank you everyone for listening and go forth. Thanks for listening. If you loved this episode and are inspired by this nine to fiver, let us know. Subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Screenshot this episode and tag us on social at sowhatdoyoudo.podcast. We would love to hear what professionals and industries you want to hear from next. Want more career guidance, discovery, and inspiration? Be sure to visit our website, goforthllc.com, and browse our career downloads and courses, get our weekly emails, find us on YouTube, and get inspired to go forth.